Welcome back, everybody, to the Board NBA YouTube channel, where we go live every weekday with Pips to hear his best NBA bets and go through some basketball discussion. The YouTube channel is one subscriber away from 500. So if you're watching and enjoying the YouTube content, please make sure you have, first of all, smash that like button, and second of all, subscribe for more content like this. Again, five times a week. And then if you guys are watching on Twitter, please make sure you're following over there. You can follow at the Board NBA for more uh, for all the updates on the show. So, first of all, as always, let's go into the recap of yesterday's pick. So, it was a massive slate yesterday. Uh, we had three picks for you guys, 53 picks for you guys. Unfortunately, it is the first losing day of the new year, two and one on the picks. Let's bring them up here. So, on the season, still been a great season, an outstanding season, 56 and 37 on the season, 11% return on investment. First play of the day, cash, uh, CG McCollum. And went well over his points. Trey Murphy uh, went 0.5 over, but hit this, I believe, pretty early on in the second half. Uh, Pips, was this game just kind of as expected for you? Yeah, this one was easy. Uh, Trey Murphy scored two threes in the first six minutes of the game. And CJ McCollum cashed in the second possession of the second half. So that one was pretty easy. And yeah. Always easy against the Houston Rockets. <laughs> and then second one was Kevin Durant and Zach Levine over on points. Durant cleared this. I think he went 20 or 19 and a half points over this. Uh, he should have shared some of those with Zach Levine, who finished this game with a pretty poor 13 points. Uh, what was going on with Zach Levine in this one? I don't want to be like to. I I don't want to talk about Levine. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I, I hate that guy. I mean, I, I mean, there are some couple of guys in the league that I would like. Don't want to bet on them, but you just can't like personal narrative uh, go against your betting. I know what you mean. Looking at numbers, it was great. It was a great spot, but. Zach Lavin scored one point in 70 minutes of the second half and scored, like, attempted two field goal attempts in this entire second half and got outscored by Ayodosunmu, Patrick Williams, and not only outscored, but outshot, but Nikola Vucevic, Ayodosunmu, and Patrick Williams. Like, they won, so everything great, but I don't that was a bit of luck on the part of uh, Dosunmu and Patrick Williams making every shot they could make. And Lavin, I will understand if they were like trapping him or doing any kind of defense, but they were doing anything. It was a single cover switch defense, and he just wasn't interested in, in, in scoring, which is mind-blowing. But I will say that this is probably my mistake because I was... I was looking at the slate and didn't like the slate, so I was trying to, to create some space, but the obvious bet is was to just take KD over 28 and a half, but trying to get, when, some, when you're sometimes trying to get like the safer version, looking at the numbers and yeah, Zach Lavin scored 20 plus points in 80% of the games, but I would rather have my money on KD and be okay with losing than losing on Zach Lavine. Who is like, you you are getting paid forty millions a year and you score one one point in a close game of the second half. Like, 
what's going on yeah, so, yeah. Uh, maybe it's just a case because there's been some rumors about some internal issues with Levine and the Bulls maybe that's partially playing on things I, I I'm not sure I haven't been as focused with the Bulls do you think that have you seen those rumors first of all if so do you think that could be playing yeah. on Levine a little bit well, I mean for sure but he's like the rumors came out and the next game he was still shooting his terrible shots. That's true. He has one of the terrible worst shot selection in the entire league. Like that guy is like and he's making shots in which is crazy. Like shot difficulty is absurd. One of the worst and most difficult in the league. And he's still effectiveness is like above average, which is crazy. But he, he decided to give up on those shots last night. <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, we'll move into the third pick here. This was, I, I feel like, you know, when a play just loses outright, it's not as, as frustrating as like if Levine doesn't have a good game, but KD does. And this one, Trey Young had a fine game, really. The Hawks won this game. Trey Young, though, was uh, three and a half points away from the total and was one and a half assists, I believe, away from the total. Does not hit on either of these numbers. Was this a, a case where there was a lot of help from the Hawks and Trae Young really didn't need to go off like usual? Uh, it, it was a weird game from the start, from the beginning, because they were like, Trae Young will get the ball over the half court and... Think if he's frozen, okay. Sorry for lost connection. Uh, okay, start start over from uh, a second. So he will just is everything working now? Yeah, you're all good. You could start from the beginning of Trey Young, that's where you cut out. Oh man, are we there? Okay, yeah, we lost, I lost the connection for like five seconds. So we're good now, we can hear you. Okay. So Trayang was like just going going with the ball over the half court. He will just pass the ball to Hunter or Bogdan Bogdanovic, and he will then go into the corner and let these guys uh, isolation stuff. And Bogdan had a huge game. Hunter had a huge game. Collins had a huge game. Dejounte Murray had a huge game. So everyone had a huge game, and that worked last night. But it was a weird to see. Young standing in the corner, and whenever he will pa- <clears throat> he passed the ball, they never passed back to him, which was interesting. So they also had some internal issues with Trey Young. So I don't know what's going on there, but they won. They played decent, and it it is what it is. Like didn't expect th- that kind of gameplay from from the Hawks. Also, it, it was also weird. Uh, Trae played 14 minutes in the first half. And I think on the season, he was like 31 minutes in a very close game. That's like totally weird. He's usually getting 36 to 38 minutes when the game is close. And he had the season lowest uh, 12 field goal attempts in, in a close game. That's also so weird in, in an easy matchup against the Kings. So that's weird. Like one of the weirdest games of the season from Trae so unfortunately, they can't all be winning days. This is uh, one of those losing days, one and two. But there is an official play coming later today, hopefully, to win back the losses from today. Before we go into that, 
Uh, you were talking about the Zach Levine shot selection. Raptors have a, are a team that also has some difficulties with their shot, shot selection. If anybody tuned in yesterday to ESPN, the Raptors might have been their first nationally televised game of the season. Uh, they played against the Bucks. The first quarter score was 13-12. to 12. The Raptors shot 2-for-23 in the first quarter. And if you thought that was strange, well, the Raptors were down by 16 points with, I think, 1 minute and 11 seconds to go. Got to overtime and then also lost in overtime. Uh, this has compounded many of the issues for the Raptors this season. I, myself, a Raptors fan, am very in tune with this. They're 16-22. and 22. Their offense has been dreadful pretty much all season. Their defense has been dreadful since the start of December. And when your offense and your defense are both bad, your team kind of stinks. And that's where the Raptors are at the moment. I'm obviously very in tune with this, but Pips, uh, have you been watching any of the Raptors this season? If so, what were your expectations for them coming into this season? And what do you think is the source of the struggles overall with the team? So... I will start from the last game, last night game, which was <laughs> very interesting. I was sending to my friends like update every two minutes, like, and <laughs> I have one screenshot in front of me right now, and that was 18 minutes into the game, like six minutes into the second quarter. The Raptors were shooting four from 36, so they made four field goals in 18 minutes, and I actually watched the game and like. Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Fleet's shot selection in that game was mind-blowing, especially in the in the first couple of like minutes. Like I I, I remember that Fred Van Fleet three when he was just I didn't didn't hit the rim like it was like it was yeah it was seven was, nothing like, at that point and uh, yeah, he just and, walked and, up and, and shot like it five seconds into the shot clock and, and he just bricked it like pull up three like. 10 meters from the rim and it was like half meter away from the rim like and I was like what's going on here like why why did you do that on national tv no less yeah and and I don't know you probably remember but I also catched up some overtime stuff and I saw like the corner three like to to win the game yeah Grayson Allen And, and, and I was like Fred, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, they, they were already, like, Scotty Barnes, as a huge surprise, did actually a good job defending Giannis. Mm-hmm. And Siakam was there, and I think Trent or OG was, was, were there. Like Everyone Scotty was did there. a good job on drive, and two guys helped. And then, and Fred Van Fleet left his guy in the corner to jump inside and didn't do anything, like, on Giannis. And left the guy wide open, and he made a three, and that was the game. So the question for you, from my side, is: Is that? I, I, I mean, I know that's a poor decision, but Fred Fleet, But is that like the the Nick Nurse like defensive scheme? Um, yeah, it's, it's not the first time this season. There was a game. I, I might have been the third or, or one of the first few games of the season where. Fred helped off of Royce O'Neal to cover either Kyrie or KD in a game against the Nets when it was tied. Or the Raptors down by one. The Nets had the ball and the shot clock was running out. There was about 15, 10 to 15 seconds left. And Fred went over to double either KD or Kyrie. They kicked it to Royce O'Neal, who was hot all game, hit a wide open three, which iced the game because they put them up by four points. I, I would say 
it's probably mostly on Nurse. He would rather lose to Grayson Allen than give Giannis the opportunity to win the game for the Bucks. a lot of the time. I think it's partially that. I also think it could be partially on, I think, Fred Van Fleet just making a very poor decision there. That being said, because uh, Raptors fans have been very critical of Fred Van Vliet this season. I think I think he's been bad, but I think it's still overly critical. Uh, and that play, I mean, if you look at the replay, so if you guys don't know, it was 101-101. There was 10 seconds left in overtime. Giannis had the ball. Scotty Barnes did a great job 1v1. Every Raptors player collapsed the paint. Giannis made a pretty ridiculous pass, but the fact that Grayson Allen was wide open in the corner allowed him to make that pass. And Grayson Allen, good yeah, three-point shooter, hit the three-pointer there. Fred Van Fleet going there just like... And he did nothing. Yeah, he did nothing by going there. In a huge way. Like he, he didn't have any outs if Fred just stays in the corner. And the game is probably like... Toronto has like the winning game, game possession after that. So... Yeah. I think the narrative is on Nick Nurse because he just gets in their head like help, 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 help. And but it was a poor decision by Fred because there were already three guys helping on Yannick. So have primary defender and three guys helping. Like that's four guys yeah. collapsed in the paint on Yannis and poor decision by Fred Van Fleet and he cost you the guys the game. Like yeah. I think I mean, it's it wasn't kind of... a great game. Didn't it was so. entertaining. It was a bad. It was a bad game, but it was entertaining. If you're watching, I yeah. guess, especially, especially like, the, the Raptors. The, like two last two minutes was some crazy stuff. The, the Raptors went on a 28 to seven run in the last three minutes. They're down by 21 points. It was 3:13 to go, and they're down by 16 points. I think it was 111 to go. They're down by 16 and managed to tie. So it's exciting, but like it's just. I think that one play kind of highlights the Raptors and this system of of doubling over helping. It's just not really surprising anybody anymore. And you're seeing like stars against the Raptors don't have, I mean, Giannis had a 30, 20, and 10 game, and you feel like they kind of stopped them a little bit. That's how good he is. But yes. just other nights, like Kawhi goes five for 12, but gets eight assists, one turnover because the Raptors double him, but he's happy to let Norman Powell and Reggie Jackson do everything. So, yeah, this season has been a disaster for the Raptors, both yeah, ends of the floor. I'm not a huge fan of Yeah. So uh, I'd say for this season, what, what, what is good? So we've spoken about the Bulls being in a bad spot. They've made their big trade. The Raptors have not. They still have all these assets available. I'm not suggesting uh, this season to make a big trade for anybody, but keep your assets and see how you can position yourself for the draft. That's putting it politely, positioning yourself for the draft. Look to trade Fred by the deadline and try to get some sort of assets in by the deadline for Fred. And there's, there's clearly some good players here. Like Siakam, we've spoken so highly of. When Barnes is on, he's on. He had zero points in the first three quarters, but 19 fourth quarter and OT. So there, there's talent on the team. It's just not enough right now, and it's not really worth investing in, I think, for this specific season, unfortunately. Um, but disaster kind of right now in Toronto. You guys would not believe what the state of Raptors fan base is online at the moment. All right, with that, enough on the Raptors. Let's get you guys the... The, the official pick for today. Just one pick. Uh, Pips was not a huge fan of the slate that we had here. But uh, let's go into the pick. It is involving the Rockets. I thought you'd go against the Rockets for the pick. You're going with the Rockets, and you're going with a player I'm a big fan of, Alperen Shengun. So, yeah, I'm going with my my guy here. Like, I, I was watching so many Utah's Jazz games that 
it, it, this one is pretty obvious, but and I hope just the, that Silas actually played Alperen for, for a good amount of minutes. And the plays Alperen Shingun over 11.5 points and over 1.5 assists, which is one, minus 120 at, at the DraftKings. So over the last couple of games, the Rockets are finally going to play through are finally going to play through Alper and Shengun. Like, finally. Like, I was waiting for this moment the entire season that they decide to use uh, Alper and Shengun like Kings are using Sabonis or Denver Nuggets are using Nikola Jokic because Alper is an amazing offensive player, amazing passer, amazing creator for his age. Like, He's only 20 years old. Like that, that's that's pretty amazing. And his post-ups game is is amazing. And yeah, I, I just finally enjoy watching some Rockets offense. And over the last couple of games, he had six, seven, six, two, five, five assists, which is a huge change from the earlier in the season. He his a potential assist went from four potential assists a game to seven potential assists a game because they decided to play through him more. And this is a perfect spot for Alperen because uh, Utah Jazz allowed the most points uh, per game to opposing bigs, opposing centers, and second most assists. So it's all centered going through bigs against the Utah Jazz because they deep drop and they allow uh, bigs to post up and go one-on-one with them. And also they back off. So if the guy is coming from to get like a dribble handoff or something, they're getting wide open mid-range. So Kane Porter Jr., Jalen Green playing with Alper and Shangun should be a, 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 a decent decent spot for, for, for them. And if you take a look at the last couple of games, they played against the Heat. Adebayo had 32 points and 5 assists. Sabonis had 28 and 8 and 21 and 8. And if you take out some like lower guys, like I would say Jacob Puelto, he had uh, 16 points and 2 assists. Even, even him. So I really like this spot for Alperen. I just hope he gets 25 or more minutes because Silas is like I would say he's like terrible at his job. <laughs> and yeah, I just think, I just hope if he gets 25 plus minutes, I'm like 90%, 90% sure that he'll tell you this line. So yeah, I'm just hoping for minutes. Uh, Utah Jazz, I think Houston Rockets can stay in the game at home. And yeah, this is one, this is the best part for me. The other side, why I didn't choose anyone for, from the, Utah Jazz because the lines are super inflated. We have 26 and a half points for Lowry Markan and then as a matter, it, it it still looks like an over, but it's a huge line. And they had some easy schedule over the last couple of games. So it was a, a, like 10, 10 games of positive matchup for Lowry, and of course his number will go sky high. This is another positive matchup, but I, I don't think 20, taking 26 and a half is a Good decision, especially he will go against Jabari, who is Rocket's best defender. And yeah, I decided to stay away this time. 
so a lot of my work on my channel it goes into the draft and the raptors had a pretty good draft pick that year they got they ended up getting barnes but shengun was a guy i had a vested interest in because i was a massive fan of his from his days at besiktas playing in turkey one of the concerns coming into that draft was his defense uh just kind of curious how has his defense looked this season overall this is a personal thing i'll say like if I need to rate it for like from one to ten, I will give him a three. So okay, they, so not great. <laughs> I, I will say it's more down to the Hawks' defensive scheme, which is playing uh, Alper and Shengun in a deep drop when he's slow and the, I mean like he's just getting killed on, on, by the quicker guys. He, they just overrun him and make a layup. But he had some decent flashes on on, on on switches and and he had some good games like last night against Jonas. He was doing decent job. He was contesting everything. He wasn't fouling. Jonas had below average game and that's huge. I mean, when he had against that kind of big guy can stay in front of him and let him shoot over him, which he was doing great. That's awesome. But and also it helps to have Jabari Smith uh, on your side. But Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green as your point of, point of attack defenders doesn't help at all. So if he had some decent point of attack defender and then playing in a drop, I think he could be decent. I think he's like at the Jokic level in in the like second or third season, and he's only twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And yep. when you are that young. And playing in Europe, coming from Europe, it's different rules here. And like the three, 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 uh, three seconds defensive, three defensive seconds is like huge for a guy like Alperen, who is super slow. So yeah, I think I think he can get to the point that he's average there in the next couple of years. And his offense, offensive game is like I'll say like it, it's more like Sabonis and, and, and Jokic than when we when we just take a moment and go back when Jokic was 20 and Sabonis was 20. I'll say Alperin is on their level for sure. I think that's a good point. You got to consider his age. And even with his age, like when he was playing like in Turkey, you saw that a post-up machine just does. You yeah. can see the amount of work he puts into his post-up moves, his high post passing, which I think is something they, they kind of underutilized there. You kind of alluded to Nikola Jokic in that spot. So uh, going with him in the same game parlay, we hope to see some of those best offensive traits really showcase themselves today. Let's recap the pick for you guys. We have Alperin Shedgun over 11.5 points and over 1.5 assists. That is minus 120 at DraftKings. And that will also wrap up the show for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this uh, episode on the board NBA YouTube channel. Please make sure you are subscribed. Hopefully we hit 500, but we were one away to start a show from 500 subscribers. So get subscribed, get on board with the board NBA and uh, we do a show like this every weekday for you guys to check out. Follow us on Twitter, at the board NBA as well. And check out the hammer.bet for all of your sports betting needs. We'll see you again next time tomorrow for more from myself and Pips.